spend too much time on this i don't really know if i care about this pay-per-view or not so let's get the predictions out the goddamn way that's how fast he wanted to go to it wrestlemania backlash the the perfect uh counterpiece visual album for the j cole album i said say that one more time so i can remember it (laughs) for later (laughs) on wrestlemania backlash is the the off-season visual album like, I ain't even gonna front. The matches are gonna be good. Like, we're, I'm not about to sit here and pretend like the matches aren't be good. Aren't gonna be good. All of these wrestlers on the card are insanely talented. Mm-hmm. That's not my issue. The issue is none of these matches really mean nothing. And you're gonna see that once we go through the card. So I'm gonna start. You ready? Go ahead. So these they only have six matches announced. So probably tomorrow they'll announce two or three more. More than likely, we're going to get a fatal four-way between Big E, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Apollo. Pass. Never mind. And that the four of them together will make a good match. Um, and more than likely, Apollo will retain. Um, but anyways, let's go for the six we have so far. We got Damian Priest versus The Miz in the Lumberjack match. What do you got? Priest. I wish it was a pre-show match. I'm going with True Religion Priest. That's good. That's good. I wonder if he will ever not wear anything that's netted. Like, man is very much a Lenny Kravitz fan. No, you know what? It's the Hot Topic jeans. It's the whatever that skateboarding shop that they usually have at all the malls. Yeah, just anything like you said, netted or some type of latex. Like he, he's definitely rocking the Batman and Robin pants, bro. The ones that Batman wore, George, George Clooney wore. Yeah, no, he's the you know he's the BDSM king right now, as far as the wrestling world goes. But then he'll switch it with the purple, so you know it, it's not too dark. That's true. He did have the bright purple for a second. Yeah, he just, he's like, no, this ain't gonna work. These lights hitting it. Yeah, Vince Vince don't like this when I cut the promos in purple. <laughs> Maybe you should change him to gold, Mr. Priest. Yeah. No, I got Priest too because like if he loses to the Miz, what are you doing with him then? Like uh making us realize he's old, probably. Yeah. It's like, I mean, if you're gonna say he old, you shouldn't have him lose to a dude like four years older than him. Wait, Priest is like what, 37, 38? He up here. Yeah. Yeah, the Miz is he's like 37. The Miz is 41. Is he? Yeah. Damn time go by fast. I didn't realize that. That's why that Mickey James, you're too old shit was egregious. Cause he's 41. Cesaro's 40, 41. Orton is 45 40. in the head. Yeah. Uh, he got that ball spot. Yeah. 
Orton is 42, 41, something like that. About 41. Yeah. So Ziggler got to be at least 43. Let's see. Rude look 50, uh, which brings us to the next match. Uh, the Dirty Dogs. I'm just calling them Dolph Ziggler and Robert Rude. Call them Ziggler Rude. Zood. They zooted. <laughs> they zooted up. Uh, versus Rey Mysterio and Dominic. Who you got? I'm going. Oh, okay, so he's 40. I'm going with. I was about to call them the Dirty Dogs. Uh, Mysterio and another true religion fiend, Dominic Mysterio. Yes. I, he, I, I he promise you. He play the YSL album every time he wakes up in the morning. I promise you, he was at at the back like Bad Bunny. Let me get some of them old concert fits, bro. Well, he's trying to get some tickets, like, bro. Yeah, he's like, they don't pay me that much yet. Well, he probably getting caked out good enough with the bread because, like, yo, like he's not on development deal, which is crazy. So he this he is his development deal. NXT. That's what I'm saying, but it's probably like he's getting paid like a regular talent, not like NXT, which is insane yeah. to say. Which is wild that, like, <laughs> yo, he is literally having his NXT run on the main roster. Like, he's going to be a tag team champion after Sunday. Yeah, but, you know, his development camp is unlike anybody else's because he got it from a bloodline of legends, you know, being a Mysterio family. So it's like, all right. He really he went through a development camp. It was just different. It just wasn't on TV. He didn't have the FCW. He didn't have the OVW. He got I the feel you. I feel you. But Natalia is related to the Hart family. If anyone's been through a dungeon and some development before they got to development, that was her, and she still had to go through development. Hey man, you you just said the last name. Vince don't mess with that family. He don't mess with some of that family. You don't mess with most of them. But the ones, the ones she rock with, he he messed with him. He probably only like her if we gonna keep it a buck. No, I think he liked Davy Boy and all that. Uh, but he um, had a world title. Well, that's another. That's Shawn Michaels. Oh yeah, okay. We if you want to talk about it now, you can. Or we can wait because I don't know that backstory. Oh, no, I was just remember that time, like the same reason he didn't get Vader over because he didn't want to that match where it was uh, Shawn Michaels and British Bulldog and it was a double count like they both got pinned. So he was just hating on British Bulldog because with Vader, I know he was a stiff worker, but with Bulldog, it just hate at that. Point. Yeah, it was, he just he was he was Brett's stepbrother or brother-in-law. Yeah, so anybody is fuck all y'all fuck Jim, too. Yeah, and he was off the pills. So you talking about Sean, right? Yeah. Okay, because you know British was on that crack. It was it was juicy. It was juicy. <laughs> okay. Um nothing but love for the British Bulldog though. Yeah. Um we all love our crackheads. Yeah. Uh let's see. What's the next match? I guess we got Rhea Ripley, Asuka, and Charlotte in a triple threat match. Man, take um, the belt off Rhea Ripley, please. So here's what's going to happen. Even Batista knew this. This is the funniest shit in the world. You seen that? Wait. No, I didn't even know he was paying attention to wrestling still. 
Yeah, they put out like who do you think is going to win, Batista, Charlotte. I mean, uh, not Batista, Oscar, Charlotte, or Rhea Ripley. Mm-hmm. And Batista just commented, "So you're just going to job out Oscar, huh?" Mm. Like, I mean, Army of Darkness streaming tomorrow on Netflix. I'm gonna check that out. Oh, it's next week, I think, brother. I thought it was this week. Let me make sure because I swear it was next week. Because I was like, I'm not going to the movie. Army of Dead, not Army of Darkness. <laughs> Oh yeah, it is next week. Yeah, it's next week. Know, I'm pretty sure it's on the internet, so I'll just say that. It's a two and a half hour zombie movie. That's why. That's what I. Oh my god, off topic, bro. I'm like, all right, Zach. What are you trying to prove this time, bro? Look here, Zachary. Since you want to make everything long, I'm gonna call you the long version of your name. Yeah, because it's like, bro, a two and a half hour zombie flick? Like, bro, what you what you trying to get from this plot, big fella? It's $200 million in a vote in Vegas, and they trying to get to it. Yeah. Do some smart zombies. I don't need two and a half hours of that. Them niggas trying to go down Tropicana all the way so they get to Las Vegas Boulevard to MGM. And apparently the zombies are smart, which, fine. Um... I don't even necessarily have a problem with like the premise of the movie. I'm just like, what's going to happen where it's two and a half hours? Like between his last two movies, they have been a total of almost seven hours. Yeah, that's what I'm starting to realize. If a Zack Snyder movie is less than two hours and 30 minutes, it's probably not a Zack Snyder movie. No, this one is. No, but I'm saying this one, 223, but it's around that margin. Yeah, it's just. Going forward, hey man, you might want to start listening to your editors. No, he he is the editor, him and his wife. That's why they like, you know what? We ain't doing shit. Don't take them camera cuts out, leave it all in. Okay. That's all I'll say. I always uh, feel like real quick, my fault. I feel like Zack Snyder is like when he's editing, for some reason I picture him being like little baby on the something to prove album cover and the gold is right next to him. I don't know why. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, maybe his wife is, uh, maybe mm-hmm. his wife is like little baby on the street gospel or street gossip album. Not street gospel. That's sugar free. The street gossip. <laughs> is that the one where he was holding the money up to his ear? No, nah, I think that's uh harder than ever or whatever. Why are we talking about little baby album art? <laughs> Well, because it is art, and his music is art, so it works. Okay. Um, who you got, Oscar, Rhea Ripley, or Charlotte? And why is it Charlotte? <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> we here. Bet. All right, so anybody but Rhea Ripley. Now, I'm with Mr. Dave Batista about this because Oscar, like I said, she's in my current top five workers right now. Not all time, but she's definitely going to land in my top ten, more than likely. Well, Asuka is just like, you know, she don't care just because I think at this point, and I think we talked about it, she just like, it's kind of like LeBron. Like, you're just playing out your career right now. You're playing for the love of the game, but you have nothing more to prove. Like, if you just win another championship, it's just like, all right, you won that championship, but your place in history is sealed. So I feel that way with Asuka. But in the case of pro wrestling, she should get her fair share in this triple threat match because – my God, she tried to carry that girl through two matches. I think three, but definitely two matches. And she couldn't get goddamn uh, blood out of a turnip with that girl. There's that. I think, yeah, there's some developmental stuff that needs to happen with Rhea Ripley. 
but too soon, bro. That's all it is. That's the story of uh, WWE. It's either too late or too soon. Yeah, they, they could have definitely waited just a little bit, but I mean, you know, in their mind, it's like, well, she she ready to go. I'm like, bro, she's 24. She's 24. I mean, we got to see. To be fair, you know, her NXT matches are pretty good. So when she has, she's against good talent, we'll see. Her last uh, couple, but, no but disrespect this is also- to, I'm sorry, brother. No disrespect to uh, Pressure. But uh, she had her last couple matches with Leah, so yeah, Oscar Leah, no disrespect, but we are not the same. I am no, a no. Martian, definitely. But her NXT run was good. It's always something about when people get to WWE, I mean, the main roster, they just for whatever reason, like I said, maybe they just come like too, too complete, and Vince is just uh, like, I don't know what to do with this. It's that it's the fact that you're on TV, so you got a short amount of time, and they used to work in 20 minutes or so. Bro, so it's wrestling like, the raw is a three hour show. You better find some time. <laughs> bro, I'm I, I can't even tell you. So it's like the last time I really watched Raw was probably <clears throat> two, three weeks ago. Like SmackDown yeah. I watched last week, just because you know, what I mean, something just told me all right, turn in, and my guy came back. And he said he ain't nobody bitch. So I was like, all right, we here. So I, now I got to just watch SmackDown every week. But with Raw, it's like the last time I watched was a while ago, probably like the night after WrestleMania 37. But, you know, it's, it's probably, you know, sooner than that. It's just, yeah, you got three hours. And most of the time it's just John Morrison and The Miz, correct me if I'm wrong, having segments. It's, it's Braun Strowman saying I'm strong. Somebody can catch these hands. Yeah. and. And I like Bobby the actually beat niggas up. I like Miz. I like Morrison. This cool. goes for Miz more than Morrison. Miz, it's okay to take a month or so off. Like, I need some time away from you, bro. He really, what's the NBA player? I, I compare him to some NBA player. It's like, bro, like, like Vince Carter. Just, like, yeah, he's at that point right now where it's like. He's on that list too. It's like, bro, you played out your career. Like, you just here for the love of the sport. But with you, you feel like you got a couple more years in you. I feel like I want to call him Eddie Lacy for some reason, but they got Eddie Lacy out of here in the yeah. NFL. I, it's a player. It'll come to me maybe today or whenever we record again. But next yeah. week, more than likely, it's just yeah, like, bro, he he just you you playing like literally. Okay, so with the Miz, my fault for taking up all the the talking time. But good. With, with the Miz, I feel like it's like, bro, if you wanted to say, hey, man, I want to go home and be with my family, Vince probably like, well, nigga, what took you so long? I'm going to still yeah. cash you out. Yeah, Maurice called me every week. When is he coming home? I don't know. You got to talk to him. Like, bro, he's literally playing for the love of the sport. Like, you, you, you can go home. And we love the Miz, but it's not like we're going to be like, all right, we missed the Miz. It's like, bro, like, you, I think he treats it, and that's what you should be as a professional. You treat everything like it's a nine to five, and especially that, when you make millions of dollars off of it. That's fine too, and it's not even like I necessarily want the Miz to go away forever because I do think he still has something in him. Like he's only forty one, he's wrestling really well. He still cuts great promos. He got it's in just, shape. It's just 
dude, I need a little bit of time away. I need to like, I'm, it's not necessarily even need to miss you. It's just like, oh yeah, where have you been? It's not like yeah. like Jeff Hardy who got jobbed out this past weekend. This past <laughs> week. Shout out to Jinder Mahal. Welcome back, Jinder. But um, oh, man, he got a crew with him, bro. Yeah, it's it's it's. I got to get the Jay Z song. Um, you know which one I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm about to say as soon as they come out, bro. But um, the Taj Mahal, what he, what's his nickname again? What's my guy nickname? Not like Jinder Mahal, the Maharaj. Yeah, the modern day the Maharaj. Maharaj. The modern day Maharaj click or something. Yeah, came out. Jeff Hardy came out and got jobbed out. If that ain't the cue, like, bro, you should go home. I don't know what else to tell you. Hey, so real quick, um, are factions coming back? No, hmm. no. We'll get back. We'll get back to that right after we finish these predictions. So we both got Charlotte. I want to tell you why this this match annoys me. By default, you gave me Charlotte because why would I say otherwise? Because it's Charlotte. It's Charlotte in a title match. I don't hate Charlotte, but I know how WWE books Charlotte. That's not Charlotte's fault. That's nobody but Vince's fault for not looking at someone else. No, he basically like, oh, Charlotte, title, you already know what time it is. Yeah, it's Charlotte versus Vince be like, Charlotte, like, you don't want to hear who it is? Charlotte. Right. Vince, I think we should go on Charlotte. Charlotte. But I think, no, Charlotte. Charlotte. But I think we should. Is The Rock's daughter ready? No, not yet. Charlotte. Oh, yeah, they definitely waiting on her, but she got college and she only 18, 19, somewhere around there. So a hell of a but, lot of time. But no, my biggest gripe with this match is is the same thing with the other triple threat. Asuka is only there to take the submission or the pin or, you know, even if Rhea Ripley does take the pin, Asuka's the one that's going to get the move. And then Charlotte is going to win the title. And then they can go right back to Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte, as opposed to just doing it right now. You booked it perfectly because I think that's how it's going to go. I don't think uh, Asuka takes the fall. So, you know, we won't say it's always her. I think more so is she puts the move on Rhea Ripley and then Rhea Ripley takes the fall because they set up for a long-term booking. See, they long-term book when it relates to, you know, yeah. women of that magnitude. I'll just say that. It ain't even long-term booking. It's just, it's prolonging at this point. Like, it's not necessarily like you're going to have this really involved thing where they're going to do a bunch of different things. Like, the longest-term booking in WWE right now is the Alexa Bliss storyline, and I have no idea where that's going. No way, bruh. So, uh... We can talk about it after this, after the predictions. It, it, so now we know why Bray Wyatt hasn't been here. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Let's go to the next match. Um, Bianca Belair versus Bailey. This is going to be a good match. This is probably going to be the best match on the card mm-hmm. because they both work really well together. And <clears throat> the thing that's kind of annoyed me about this is we just talked about long-term booking. If there was some long-term booking – this match could have been the main event because they had leading up to the Royal Rumble. They had the Bianca Bailey rivalry. Bianca was besting her at the anything you can do. I can do better thing because they had to make Bianca a star. 
So when they finally had the match on the Go Home show, Bianca won. If you were going to do this as her first rivalry, Bailey should have won that match, even if it was by hook or by crook. Bailey wins that match. Bianca comes out, winning the Rumble, winning WrestleMania. Here comes Bailey. You've never beaten me in a one on one. Boom. We got a rivalry set. And given the fact that Bailey is doing the best promo work of her life, mm-hmm. like of her life, like we talk about character and like most entertaining person, like she might be on PWI's number one women's wrestler again. That's how good she's been. She hasn't really been working a lot, but yet she's just been cutting promos, like you just said, and that's and that's been good enough. Yeah, but yeah, she keep get she keep getting better mic wise too, which is crazy. Yes, like the ding dong hello thing. Who the fuck gets that over? Who will get that saying over except for someone like her at this moment? But having said that, this is Bianca's first rivalry. They have big things for Bianca. You got to let Bianca. Witness, and I, I think it's smart to keep Sasha off TV because for SummerSlam, you could run back Sasha versus Bianca. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they could do something bold and pick another woman. But what am I talking about? Anyways. No, they're not, um, they're, they're not going that route. I understand yeah. what you mean, but yeah, they, they you, you keep it on Bianca. If anything, you keep it on because she's getting better. And besides that, you just keep it on her because I mean, why take the? I feel like it's the Roman Reigns thing. It's just like just keep it on them, bro. Like it's it's too much press. It's too much merch moving. It's too many people in love with it. With Bianca Belli, hell, she was on Stephen A. Smith show. Yeah, she Who was. was the only person on there. The person that loves her more than probably us, being the man of three H's. Like yep. last time, he was like the last wrestler to actually be on the first take and then this is Stephen a smith's personal show through the disney i think it's through disney network if i'm not mistaken disney plus but whatever it's through disney because of espn so he had her on there what does that tell everybody might want to keep the belt on her for a minute hmm not saying because you know yeah for the most part everybody goes by what Stephen a smith says it kind of died down after after the past couple of years, but still, you still listen to what he says because he is respected in some way in yeah. the media. So having her on there, and it's like she's a relatively new worker on the main. Well, she is a new worker on the main roster. She's been and, on there for like a year now. It's like yeah. And with um, wrestling is still in a weird place when it comes to media attention. Like they want to respect it, but they really don't. Like I I. Uh, we'll get into this later, but um, <clears throat> no, everything you said, I absolutely agree with. Like Triple H is, you know, he's respected. He's he's official. Like you know, his his what he's done with NXT is almost more impressive than what he's done in the ring. So yeah, but Bianca or Bailey, who you got? You know, I'm going with the EST. The goddess. Yes, sir. Um, okay, we that leaves us the two championship matches. So yeah, my only gripe with that match was the Bianca Bailey thing was they could have used more time for promos. That's not their fault. My gripe is not with them, it's just the amount of work Bailey is doing, and we really needed Bianca's first 
rivalry to make her like solidify her as a truly strong champion. And the match will be good. I just feel like if the build was right, that could have been a main event and you could have made Bianca an even bigger star, but there's still time. So I'm not going to say like, this is going to ruin it all for people. So. Absolutely. I just sent you something too. I wish I could put it on the screen, but the audio won't pop up. But when you get a chance, you'll see it. And more than likely you could talk about it next week because I'll just download the clip and put it up. Okay. All right. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about that. Um, I'll just say this and we'll talk about it. Just I'm I'm glad we don't have crowds. I I can't even tell you in the past year. I really haven't missed crowds. No, I'm kind of fine with them piping in the noise like. Um, and even with like impact, there's no crowd. That's fine. I MLW, there's no crowd. That's fine. AEW, their crowd hey, is spark. Believe it or not, with impact, it ain't too many crowds all the time. So, yeah, so it's not that much different. Um, AEW, their crowd is sparse enough where it doesn't really bother me like that. Um, and their crowd is actually into the product, like, they actually buy in, they don't get like they don't get like WWE fans where they take the show into their own hands and just forget the product. Uh, so we got the triple threat match, Lashley, McIntyre, Braun Strowman. It's the same problem I have with the women's triple threat match. Braun Strowman is here to take the fall so we can go back to Lashley versus McIntyre. I'm so goddamn tired of seeing this shit. I love Drew, but I don't need to see him in the title picture for a while. But they're going to keep doing it. Somehow yeah, we're gonna get this at Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank is next month, correct? Yep. They're gonna Somehow have to win the Money in the Bank match. I, I can okay. see it now. We got it. We got a bet on that one. Even though I mean, I'm kind of inclined to agree with you because it's like, bro, like, especially if they do it the same format like they did last year, which more than likely they are going to do. Yeah. It's like, I hopefully they hey, they need to make it cinematic again. I ain't gonna hold you. That was fire last year. To me, it was. Yeah. Unless they uh they get bold and pick Jay Uso, but anyway, I would laugh hysterically. Yeah, but uh no. So in that match, I mean, is there any way Lashley doesn't win? Um, nah, because what they're gonna keep doing is is making him dominant like he is. In fact, and somehow they put the title on Drew because I feel like at this point Brock Lesnar isn't picking up the phone and Goldberg about to show up on SmackDown. So. Yeah. What do you do? But put the strap on him at SummerSlam and then rinse and repeat. True. Um, what Why? Say? What do I keep always saying? I've been saying this for years to you, correct? About Braun Strowman. Yeah. You know what I'm about to go with this? Like, yep. Why? Why you exist, bro? And I don't mean like as a person. I ain't going that far. Like, you know, what I mean, I don't do the incel talk. It's just like. Like you, you, you big and strong. We've been knowing this since 2017 or 2016, whenever he showed up. But I guess if you want to keep, I think you said it too. If they want to keep using them as a crash test dummy, by all means, do it. Yeah, and that's I don't necessarily have a problem with that. The main thing I have is like, you want to fix the Braun Strowman problem? Just let people beat them. No, no antics, no nothing like that. Just let them lose. Because all of a sudden, then, oh, okay, he's beatable. He is like, beatable, but it's just like he decoy beatable. I don't, I don't know if that makes sense. 
Yeah, yeah, no, it's always distraction or DQ finish or something like that. I'm like, bro, he's not he's strong as hell, but come on, bro. And that's like WWE has to let some people just not look strong all the time. Like this this desire to keep everyone strong at all times makes no one look strong. Cause the wild thing is, it's like you can't get a clean finish on Braun, but yet Brock Lesnar has gotten clean finishes on him in two minutes. Like with Seth Rollins. And that's yeah. Seth Rollins. But even so, then, like he just beats McIntyre clean because oh we know everybody looks at Braun like a joke, so we got to make him look legitimate, which instead of being like that, it's like, okay, we need to go back to the drawing board and we need to fix this character like over a long course, but once again, long-term booking. That's over as far as like, because yeah. what else can you get from this dude? Yeah, like you could have put in, you could have put Sheamus in that match. Oh lord, you really want me to fall asleep. Like, look, man, that dude wins. Like when you who knows? Like you, the way Vince loves Sheamus, he could have put both belts on Sheamus. We don't know. You think it's Vince? Yes. Who else is it? It was Triple H's guy. Triple H brought him into the business. There's a lot of Triple H guys out there, and Vince don't mess with all of them. So this is okay. So this this is both their guy, but remember, Triple H brought him into the business, and they was just throwing him on us ASAP from him winning the world title, like. As soon as his rookie year or early on in his career, sophomore year, whatever the case may be, yeah, having matches think, with the men at three H's at WrestleMania. Yeah, you think Vince is? I mean, you think Triple H is the one that did that? As far as making him the guy at this particular moment, or having him over still in twenty twenty one, his whole career. Yeah, but no. Vince, of course, is always going to be Vince number one. It's going to be Vince number one, Bruce Prichard, then it comes Triple H when it comes to booking. Yeah, but but uh, if it on was the main quick, roster, Vince has the last say on everybody because all these yeah. people, all these people are Triple H people, and he Vince was letting willing to let several of them just fall to the wayside. All right, now that brings us to the main event: uh, Roman Reigns versus Cesaro. I don't know if it's going to be the main event, but mm. more likely, um, there's no way Roman Reigns loses this match. And so, all right. Go ahead, because you know where I, I think I know where you're going with this, and you know where I'm going to say. Why is Cesaro the most uninteresting thing in this whole feud? Like, there was the Daniel Bryan stuff. That was there. Seth Rollins is there. There's that. Jimmy Uso returns. There's that. Cesaro feels like an afterthought in his own push. Okay. So, so no, is brain. this like I want to know? Like, is this really like the best they could do, or is this Vince still being like, "Yeah, I still don't think this is the guy." So I'm gonna prove to you in this booking there are more interesting people there. And I was like, well, if that was the case, then you should have just brought Jimmy back to face Roman. Well, you just you answer your own question, brother. It's a, it's like this was to prove everybody right, like. Yeah, he can wrestle like a motherfucker. Yeah, he cold, but he can't. Like, bro, we ain't heard not one word from Cesaro. And the most camera time he's gotten for a longer period of time, well, obviously with the actual film, but 
seeing him like a steal photo, so to speak, for and you can actually look at that for a longer time compared to him being on video, is him showing up with a do-rag on Twitter. I don't know where they got that from, but anyhow. Please, just start wearing it again, my God. I ain't enough to... It's just... It, that, that's all it is. It's just this is to show us like y'all really want this dude to be over a bit. He gonna give Roman another great match, maybe another Roman classic. But it's like, bro, like he don't talk, and it's like he speaks English. So I don't, I don't understand why he's not getting, you know, mic time. Maybe he can't cut a very good promo, and if that's the case, you got all these people around that you couldn't put together. Like you could have put Daniel Bryan in that position to talk for him, to talk him up. But it, it never happens that way. Cause if that's the case, then Andrade, who I don't think should have a world title shot, but at the same time, he should still be in the E, even though they don't particularly like Latin workers like that. So it's like, he, you still put him in that position, but it's like, who talks for him now? That's how you know, this is the devil. So now it's reports coming out that Zelina Vega about to go back to WWE. She was spotted at the Performance Center, which I don't know if she was working out with her husband, seeing some friends, or if she really coming back like, she coming okay, back. okay, bro, send her to NXT or let her do commentary because you just going to ruin this because she had a pretty cool little click with Andrade, Angel Garza, and Austin Theory, and you was just like, nah, I'm good. So here's the theory about this because – he's insane, but he played, he played chess, not checker. So in the case of Vince, all right. So that happened in November when she got fired. Cool. She got her bag up. She got way more money than she would in the WWE, which is crazy, especially because she was an independent contractor. In this instance, it's the same face for her. Like, man, you know what? We was tripping, but you know, you can't really be doing what you doing, but still like they see her value and what she can bring in. Cause he found out like how much she probably pulling in because it's Vince and he had been there. You're going to find your numbers somehow. Somebody going to slip up and tell you. He saw so, that beforehand. Yeah, but he's seen that it went up because it went up. Like, it, yeah, it was it was up, but it's up, up now. Like she was Dogecoin before it fell. So in that case, it's the same face. Like, man, we was tripping. Also, because you see Aleister Black been doing these promos, but yet he has not been in the ring. So it's like, man, you know what? We was tripping. You come back here, be with your husband. Also, because I don't know if he likes Angel Garza. Somebody like Angel Garza. And it's more so probably because he speaks English better. Even though I think I, I, I said it yesterday on the podcast. I think Andrade is just kayfabe, and I think that dude speak English. He probably it ain't even. Him. It ain't even about whether they speak English or not, because they be letting Oscar out here talk, say whatever she want. It ain't about that. It's just whether you, they like you or not. They no, don't. That, that's yeah. That that's true. But in the case of Oscar, I think it works. Even though, like I said, we'll talk about next week. I just sent you the video. It's like yeah. you know, with her, it's it's. It, it goes back to that problematic thing that they have particularly probably Bruce Pritchard and them with like, if you speak a different language, it's corny. Like it's some old stereotypical bullshit, white redneck shit. They'd be like, oh, okay, you don't speak English. So if you Spanish or Japanese or Chinese, whatever the case may be, you speak that and then hear the what's from ignorant redneck motherfuckers in Wyoming or whatever the case may be, let them do that. But still it'll work. It'll get a comedy pop somehow 
or just get a pop overall. So in the case of Andrade, it's kind of like, yeah, you don't speak English, but you trying to be serious with your promos and it's not working. But in the case of Angel Garza, who I think is probably better than Andrade, it's like he speaks, he's bilingual. You know, they look at him a, a specific type of way. You know what I mean? Far as how he looks. So that could probably work. There's that, but I mean, that's why they put Selena Vega with Andrade. Like this whole thing, like this idea, like Vince just don't like valets. Like this idea that you can't speak English or you're not a you're not a comfortable English speaker or you don't speak English well enough for them. All of those things are a fallacy because wrestling is at an all time high. People is watching New Japan. People is watching Triple uh, A. People are watching, uh, was it CMLL? People are watching wrestling from all over the world. People are watching stardom. It doesn't really matter. Kenny Omega made, and the Bucks made their name in Japan. Americans know who they are in Japan. And because of that, Americans also know who Kazuchika Okada is. They know who Hiroshi Tanahashi is. They know Tetsuya Naito. They know Kota Ibushi. If any of those dudes came over to the States, be it WWE, AEW, they would have a built-in fan base. Same way it happened with Shinsuke Nakamura. The main thing that happens is they just, for whatever reason, they just don't see it. And they might talk about your English or something as an excuse. But in reality, they just don't like it. And they're using these little, they don't have anything for you. And they might be using these other things as an excuse. The problem with using those things as an excuse is if you really mean that, what you're essentially doing is being racist because you use Jinder Mahal as an Indian man to get into India's demographic to India's um, world to get viewership in India. It didn't work as well as they thought. We this this happens more. They were going to start an NXT Japan. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me Shinsuke and if that had happened, like people like Asuka and all them would have not been raised to a higher level of importance just to show people like, hey, we value Japanese workers. Right. So when it comes to Andrade or anybody who English is their second language or third or just not their first and primary language, if you don't like the way that it comes across, that's why you got managers. If you don't, even for someone who's comfortable speaking English, like Cesaro, who can talk like, um, with a level of, I don't want to say fluency, but just a level of clarity that might be more comfortable for Vince and them, which, like I said, like when Oscar speaks English, when Andrade and all them speak English, I didn't have no problem understanding them. But if they in that old headed way of like, you need to speak English on Cesaro speaks it well, he just don't, he's just not a good talker. Go put him with a manager. You don't like managers. Well, then people who don't who can't talk are not going to get over. And you're going to have to deal with these people who can talk but can't really west wrestle well. Thus, why Elias still has a job. Yeah, because he simply can't talk and he draws money, but it's like we don't want to see him wrestle. So it's like, you know, he he's definitely to them backstage that actually like him. Like, bro, I wish this dude could, could wrestle. Boy, if he could wrestle, he'd be 20-time world champion by now. Yeah. Like so you like it's it's clear 
it's very clear on like who gets to come, who gets the push and who doesn't. Part of the reason that the Miz gets the push that he does is because he is so good at talking. Part of the reason Corbin never truly fades away is because he's a good talker. A person like Shelton Benjamin can fade away because not just because he's black, but also he's just not great on the mic. He's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Rick, you know, same thing with Drew Gulak. He's not great on the mic. He's okay. Like his stuff that he did in NXT was good, but that's not going to cut it for Vince. That's too corny for him. Or it's not the right type of corny. Right. But oh, I, I definitely agree with you on that. But, you know, and, and we'll yeah. get off this. This is more so they don't believe in managers. They don't believe in tag teams. It's like, you know, you got to have it all. That's basically what it, it yeah, comes like, to. Look, man, not everybody is The Rock or Stone Cold. Not everybody's Cena. Not everybody. That's what they always go on the basis of because that's what drew the money. Yeah, and that's fine, but there's other ways to draw money. If you don't believe me, go look at how every other company draws money. But, um, no, that's it. I mean, I think we both got Roman. Just like I said, all of these matches are going to be good. It's just, I don't care. <laughs> like, really? Like, I, I just don't care. And it's no shot to the wrestlers. I love all of them. Most of them. Um, but all of them are insanely talented. If all of them left WWE right now, they would go be world champion and have a reign of three years because they're just that much better than everybody. But I just feel like I I just wasn't a fan of the builds. They a lot of this is just like a WrestleMania retread, which is why they called it WrestleMania Backlash. So we'll have to see what happens after this if we move forward into some new rivalries, some new territory. I just you know, worry that we won't. That that's why it's like I'm tuned into the product, but not really. And I'm not saying it's bad. It's just I think right now you just cruising man it's like we at a point right now where they get so much money more than they ever did before and it's just you know we're gonna we're gonna say for the wrestling and that's it we just gonna keep we're gonna rinse and repeat because it's not it's not a big deal right now like if people don't yeah. watch they're not living off ratings and that's the whole point but one of the problems yeah. i have with that other company it's like bro they don't live for ratings no more they just got a billion dollar deals in the past year they're making more money they're not touring Oh so no, they don't matter. They still need the ratings. Let those ratings drop. Yeah, th- then they'll try to. All right, now we got to hustle up. But yeah. it's there's a, at this there's point. A, there's a reason uh, Goldberg is showing up tomorrow. I don't even think it's ratings. It, that plays a part. It's just what else do you do with Roman Reigns after this? That that's what it goes to. Like who else? Because I mean, I want to see this. Now you said the build up. You think it'd be boring, but you know, for the most part, we I I know what's gonna come from this. It's gonna be uh, entirely boring because if the focus is like how I put this, if the build is to get one person over, that's fine. I have no problem with that. But you already have a dude that's over that you're trying to get over. What? Like you've already established his dominance. You've already established all these things. N- if you all if 
all of these robberies only are serving after this point to put like it's been since what August. Mm-hmm. It'll be a, a year and three months. If at this point the only pr- uh, programs you're doing is to solely put Roman over, and you're doing a disservice to the rest of your roster because then when there's no one left, it's going to get boring. And then people are going to turn, no matter how good the promos are, because it'll be the same thing over and over. My issue with Goldberg is we've seen this movie. Like, like when people talk about they they annoy with the Fast and Furious, this is this is what I think about Goldberg. Like it's going to be the same thing as the Drew McIntyre rivalry. The match is going to last five minutes. Roman's going to win. Nothing will come of it. I think that's all that matters for the most part. With some people, particularly me, it's just like man, just you just want to see him beat up Goldberg. You gonna borrow yeah. Goldberg? Uh, the Usos or mostly uh, Jay's gonna take a thousand spears and that shit is gonna have me rolling because them little ass shoes they, I don't even know if they little, but I don't even know what them felines or whatever he wear. The motherfuckers about to fly. Yeah. So, I mean, that, yeah, you're not wrong. Like. Jay about to bump like he Leon Ruff for Goldberg. Oh no, he about to fly across the ring. Yeah, this is about to so be that, Dragon Ball Z. And he crew. Yeah, but so that's that's definitely that that's all that's gonna come from. Hmm. What's the next topic? Uh, you want to talk about Bray Wyatt? Uh, yeah, it's not have to be long, but just uh, a quick shout out to Bray Wyatt. Um. For those who don't know already, Bray Wyatt has reportedly taken some time off. He was supposed to win the WrestleMania match, but they shortened the match and kept and put Randy Orton over because Bray is still dealing with the death of John Huber, a.k.a. Brody Lee, a.k.a. Luke Harper, because apparently the Wyatt family, all four of them really mess with each other outside the ring. Like, I think Braun is one of... Bray's like one of Bray's children, the godfather one of Bray's children. So like the four of them really used to kick it like that. They used to bang with each other. So when one of your people suddenly goes like that and Bray has also, you know, talked about his mental health before on Instagram. So yeah, man, just go get your mind right. Absolutely. And then he just, he got two kids that's under five years old because he going Back yeah. to back to back with the kids, so he like, yeah, man, take some time off. You already, you know, the merch still moving for the most part. Just give Alexa Bliss to do whatever she's doing, which is gonna have her win another title. Yeah. So yeah, the men's probably looked at Bray like, you can take all the time. I'm not gonna take. Right, like his PTO is insane. Being the yeah. Yeah, they're gonna ask, they're gonna look at Miz sick hours, and they're gonna be like, "You got two years worth of sick out time." You gotta you gotta do that, big fella. Or we gonna get cited. Yeah, they're gonna call OSHA on us. Right? He he think he an '80s worker. Like what Jesse the Body said, they said they had to work like 30, 30 matches a week, something like that. Yeah, they was doing they was doing steroids and cocaine, my guy. I've seen yeah, your you body. I've seen your body. You're a very clean man, and I appreciate that. Yeah, because apparently he got in the best shape he said he's ever been before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense, though. Yeah, he could use it. But, yeah, just shouts out to 
the break, man. I knew something was going on because everybody knew something was going on because it was like, huh? Yeah. But no, it's, yeah. You just got to take as much time as you need. Wrestling will be there. That's really it. That's it. Okay. What's the next topic? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think I see her in the camera, brother. (laughs) The cream will rise to the top. No. Um... So the A and E biographies are fairly good. They are extremely well produced, and the the group of wrestlers that they have chosen to pick for these it's a good group. It's like their top tier group. They they led with Stone Cold Steve Austin, one of the biggest names in the history of wrestling, if not the biggest name in the history of wrestling, uh, for people of a certain age. Rowdy Piper, another huge name that most people know. Then you follow up with the Macho Man, another massive name. And then you do Booker T. And it's when you get to Macho Man and Booker T, you're like, hold on a minute, player. I mean, I've seen this in the previous two, but I was like, oh, okay, this is getting weird. And it became like really, really blatant in the Macho Man's A&E biography because of his Dark Side of the Ring episode. Mm-hmm. It's the first Dark Side of the Ring episode, by the way. Um, but no, the big issue with that is like I've seen the Dark Side. Did you did you get to see uh, the A and E biographies? Uh, I saw the ones that mattered to me the most, like the Stone Cold one. I didn't watch. I'm definitely not watching the Roddy Piper. I've never been a fan of Roddy Piper, but I did, in fact, watch the Macho Man one and the Booker T one. Is probably my favorite, even though we knew about his history we'll, we'll yeah. start with the macho man one but even though we knew about his history like i that bash at the beach or when they had to the, whatever that roll house pay-per-view they had at wcw i was like oh, okay bet but no nah, the, the, the macho man one uh yeah it, it played it's basically yeah this nigga was out here wilding we we knew from the dark side of the ring when he was out here wilding miss elizabeth and the hollywood blonde jabroni hulk hogan he went yes. to the hotel, but then when um, he went to the, the 19-year-old girl, he was like 40. That's when it was like, oh, okay. But the thing I think that was most interesting about the Macho Man one was they framed it in a way to make it seem like, oh, yeah, he was fine in WWE. It's when he went to WCW, he lost his mind. Because they brought, like, right when he was out of WWE, they brought up the Miss Elizabeth thing, and they they moved past that as fast as they could. And I was like, you didn't talk about the fact that, you know, he had Miss Elizabeth eating in a closet. You didn't talk about the fact that, you know, people couldn't talk to her because he was even at parties because he didn't want nobody to talk. He was there's protective and then there is dominating. He was dominating her in a way that broke her mm-hmm. because because the weird thing about this one is. This one had nothing to do with Miss Elizabeth, but they brought her up a lot, which I understand why. Because she's so ingrained into the Macho Man's story. Mm-hmm. Another weird thing I thought about that one was, why is Hulk Hogan making this about himself? But that's been, it seems like, am I tripping? Two of the documentaries? Yeah. yeah. I no, think no, the no. Rowdy, I think about the, the Dark Side of the Ring. 
the Piper one and but even then, like, you know, they talk about WCW, Macho Man was doing steroids. He was doing drugs. He was dating a very young woman. He was off the beans. Now, my response to that, what was he doing other than dating a 19-year-old? Like his abuse, when it comes to his abusive behavior, when it comes to women, what was different about his behavior to Gorgeous George as it was to Miss Elizabeth? Because it seems like the only difference was technology got better. Yeah. Like, like even even Gorgeous George, she said, like, I I don't want to say too much because people love him. That's I your mean, business. My thing is, too, it's like, what else can you say that we don't already? Know? I mean, it can go darker, yeah. but it's like, for the most part, I think yeah. we kind of know what's up. Yeah. And I feel like they had to address a lot of that stuff because of the Dark Side of the Ring documentary, because they didn't bring up Austin's uh, abuse allegations towards Deborah. Ain't no, ain't no allegations. I believe it. I know in the court of law, it's, it's allegations until proven innocent. I believe it. Yeah, but they just completely ignored. They completely didn't bring that up at all. I don't know what they brought up in the Piper one because honestly, I didn't watch it. The Booger right, T one, cool. Booger T one, I didn't get a chance to watch. I know some of his story. I don't know a great, like as in depth as they may have went into it. There's some WCW history I know. The main thing I thought was hilarious was WWE was saving face again because they didn't address the WrestleMania 19 match, which is for a lot of fans, the most infamous match in all of WWE history. Mm -hmm. Because racism won. (laughs) Like there's no other way to say that. Like, no, it won in that wild ass promo. What, yeah, what like, Triple H said, you ain't worthy. You got to yeah. dance or something. Yeah, you with your nappy hair and all. I was like, wait, what? Like, so I think uh, it was David Dennis Jr., I think the, the man's name was. He said they yeah. called him to speak on it and he started talking. And I think he said halfway through, he realized they were never going to air this. So he just started saying everything he thought about it, which was everything we thought about it. All right. And I, what I don't understand is, hey, if WWE is such a, you know, a much better company now, they're they're more forward thinking. Why not address this and say, okay, we made this mistake. This is not who we are as a company anymore. Well, because I think in the mindset of Vince, even though I could never be in his mindset, it's kind of like what was done in the past was done in the past. Let's bring out some of this stuff to the light, especially about those that are dead. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's with, one of those But with the Booker T one, both of those people are still alive. Everyone who was involved in that is still alive and still able to comment on it. I mean, you have Booker T, I think, today come out or last night come out and say, oh, yeah, I didn't see my rivalry with Triple H as a rivalry that dealt with racism. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand him, man. I, I really don't. He 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 said it in his explanation, and this is where this. He's like, I made more money off that match than any other match in my career. It and I was like, okay, I, okay, that's cool. The, okay, the yeah, dollar. I mean that that's cool, but it's just like 
It's not even that. It's just the shit he's been saying in the past couple years. It's like for the past two years, like, bro, where is this coming from? But it that when he said that, that that let me know everything because it was like, oh, okay. This is where I make I made money off of this. I ain't about to speak against my money. He still got deals with WWE. A lot of his talent ends up in NXT. I totally understand that. I mean, I guess that's why he's been saying the goofy shit too, because he's been on the payroll. Yeah. He said something as soon as WrestleMania 37 about the match, like with Sasha Banks and uh Bianca. What do you say about that? I didn't hear what he said well, about that. He didn't really say he didn't so it's not more so of the saying, it's just like, bro, you just letting you know what I mean this it's too country rednecks getting stuff off, but you kind of like, yeah, I agree. So it was kind of like you said something, you kind of like just agree with them saying it's just two women making history. It's the first time. I, and I don't need to say names, but you know they there during a pre-press conference. It's just kind of like, yeah, you know. No, we can say the names. It's Jerry Lawler and JBL. I just, you know, the thing is with me. Okay, I'll say JBL name. I just don't like talking about the other dude name. I don't like him, so I try not to bring up his name. I try not to think about him. You know what I mean? So that's why I try not to even. It's certain people. If I don't like you, I just don't want to bring up your name. So yeah. it's kind of like with him. It's kind of like I knew he, what he was gonna say. And, you know, with JBO, I expected him to probably say something just because I don't care. Just because Ron Simmons was your partner don't mean shit to me. You still from Texas. So it was like, all right. So, you know, with with Booker, it's kind of like, yeah, 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 okay, I agree with that. But then it still goes back to what you said about Naomi. It still goes back to what you said about Sasha Banks. Uh, So it's just like, why are you saying this about? Like, I ain't forget. That was you. That was you that said yeah. Sasha Banks got something to prove. You know what I mean? That was you. Yeah. So it, it was, was, it was like, bro, uh, what's the reason for this? It, which, I mean, part of that is his response to people talking about why did you not talk about the WrestleMania 19 match? And his if his response was, I didn't see it as race, of course he wasn't going to acknowledge uh sasha and bianca as a black history moment and acknowledge black women if he had all these gripes with you know predominantly non-white women workers when it comes to people like sasha banks when it comes to people like naomi when it comes to people like bailey and he's always had like a slight against them i don't know what his thing is i i I don't know if he would actually tell me if he told me, I don't know if I would believe him. So I don't know what is that, but the way it comes off is like, Hey man, not only do you, uh, you out here caping for these white folks at times, you got a, a slight issue when it comes to black women workers. Like you never, I don't, I've never heard him say anything about Bianca, but when it was clear that Naomi was getting over with the fans and not getting the push, your response is just work harder. What what else is she supposed to do? Right, that's what I'm saying. Like nobody's just gonna hand you anything, and it's just like, what? Bro, bro, she, they they bro, already Hall of Famers at this point. Yeah, like oh, work harder. They know that. They like, doing that. Like Naomi is another one. Like bro, you just playing out your career. You are you don't have nothing else to prove. Sasha yeah. is there at under thirty years old, which is crazy. It's just like, so what do you? Yeah. It's like, where like, does this go? If your beef with Sasha is arrogance, 
that's you. Right. Like, obviously, we all know what's going on backstage, but it's like, bro, like, what you want her to do? Like, it's like, salute, bro. Like, I don't, that's the problem, I think, with a lot of older dudes, or, you know what I mean? They, they, they say you the OG. Like, nigga, just because you made to be old don't mean you an OG. Everybody it's not like, an OG, bro. Like, it just, you, you just an old dude. There's that. And that's really it. Like, it's, it's the comments that have been made. It's like, well, what, where is this coming from? Why is this, if this is what you truly believe, okay. But I'm going to tell you, this is how it comes off. Cause it's going to come off as it looks like you're caping for white folks. Even if you're not, it looks like that. It's going to come off that you have a bit of an issue with black women. That That's even the if, main thing. Even if you don't, that's how it looks to people like me and you and probably several other people out there. It's probably we're not the only ones who see it. Yeah, that's and my if you biggest don't, issue. My fault to cut you off, brother, and I'm going to yeah. let you go back. I'm I'm sorry. That's 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 the biggest thing I've been saying for about a year or two now. It's just like, bro, like, I, I, don't, I don't get it. Why, why is it particularly these two, but it's always – a black woman but then it's like everybody else is like yeah yeah that was cool like what what points do you get for that yeah like it i don't know what points you get for that and going back to macho man quickly i personally don't know why they didn't address some of his more flagrant behavior in wwe i really don't especially when there was a documentary that came out about episode about him that came out a few years ago where they talked about all this stuff. So it's not like you're like, I don't know if you're trying to gloss over and you're trying to, I don't know what you're trying to do. Like you're trying to acknowledge, yeah, yeah, he had some problems. We're going to talk about the WCW problems. We're going to talk about the post WCW problems. And then we're not going to talk too much about how he wasn't very well liked in the back, in the locker room, how his treatment of Elizabeth happened. Like, yes, they talked about the episode uh, episode when Hogan was shooting Mr. Nanny. Hmm. Understood. That's fine. No problem. Like I said, there was people talking in Dark Side of the Ring about, yeah, you couldn't talk to Liz. She didn't like her looking at another man. He didn't like her going nowhere. He didn't like her this and that. So much to the point where, like, they had on Hogan's ex-wife, and she was like, you know, she used to, like, run away from him. Like, that wasn't one time. She did it repeatedly. If that's not what you're here to address, okay. But you should be aware that that's out there. So now it's going to look funny in the light. Yeah, it's... I think but, maybe with them, they, they saving faith because it's like, hey, man, y'all can go to the dark side of the ring and look at what's going on. But there's, there's that, and then there's the thing, and this is probably the thing I, I think about the most and the thing that um, is probably the truth is this is all PR. Like, this isn't to necessarily tell stories. It's to give you some information on the person, but this is all PR. This is no different from Access Hollywood or Entertainment Tonight. Like, you're going to get stories, but you're not about to get the whole truth. You're not about to get 
like a, a serious, like, okay, let's be very sober and be honest about who we are because it's all PR. It's all image. And if yeah, with, thing- with, with these games, I mean, I'm sorry, not with these games. With these type of documentaries, it's the same thing as it relates to the documentaries about the killers. It's just like, are you trying to make them seem like, you know, they did this because they were going through it? Or are you just telling us the story? Yeah. Um, yeah, but I don't know. These a documentaries, I don't know who's the next person. Um, is it Eddie Guerrero? I feel like it's Eddie Guerrero. Really? Let me see. Let me, yeah, I believe it is Eddie Guerrero. It's nothing else. What can you tell us that we have? We don't know. And the thing is, the biggest issue is people dead. Oh no, the next oh the next one is Shawn Michaels, which once guess again how, guess how PG that one about to be. Yeah. Like um which this is gonna get really interesting coming up because you do you see who the person is after Shawn Michaels? I'm looking for it as we speak. Is it Ultimate Warrior? Yes, that is May twenty third. So, do you know? Do you know who the Dark Side of the Ring episode is? May May twenty seventh. Ultimate Warrior. That's what I was about to say. So, so do I got my my clip? Hold on, go ahead. So I got it right now. Yeah. So I know some people think like, "Oh, you're getting on WWE for sanitizing," and yeah, they don't have to bury their talent because they make money off of them still. But it starts to get very, very weird when you when there are people out here telling the truth about people you are trying to glamorize. Like you might want to be a little more honest in certain ways because you have nothing to lose. This is who they were. We all know who they were. We not uh-huh. you're not hiding anything. All right. I got a theory. What's up? I got a theory on all this. Hold on. And bring let me bring up the noise. I got so many theories and suspicions. All right. Fair. Because I figured it was gonna be around his birthday time. Ultimate Warriors birthday is about a month from now. This yes. is just no pun intended, no jokes. This is just to bury the Ultimate Warrior even more. Vince has not liked Ultimate Warriors since probably 1992. 94. Oh. The A and E one is going to be very complimentary to him because one of their Hall of Fame awards was his name after him. They're going to talk about his struggles. It's just yeah. this will be the nice one. Then when we get to the dark side of the ring, that's when they're going to be like, "Yeah, he was doing steroids. He was doing coke. Woo do woo." They about to give us all of yeah. it. And they're going to acknowledge steroids because there's no way they can't. It's just one of those things where it's like you get to go first this time, so. Let's see how it goes. If this doesn't go the way we think it's going to go, this is going to look not good. That's all I can tell you. It's just not going to look very good. But hmm, what's the next time? It's about to be like a a Disney. Yeah, off of that, it's definitely about to be more so like a Disney Channel PSA because, you know, that's Vince Golden Boy. Well, the thing is... There's going to be a built-in story of redemption there. 
I don't know how how in depth they're going to get with Shawn Michaels' um, drug usage and how he was towards people in the locker room. Like they that last part, they won't talk about the first part. It'll be slightly. Yeah, like I don't know if they're going to talk about how he buried uh, Vader and British Bulldog. I don't know if they're going to talk it. about how he didn't want to drop the belt to Bret Hart or who the certain people he didn't want to drop the belt to. So he would just retire, pretend to retire or fake an injury. I don't know if they're going to talk about that. Now, if they do do it, it'll be the same face for him. Like, yeah, I was just going through it. Yeah. And then I found Jesus. That, that yeah. That's literally what it's going to be a Disney piece. Yes. He's the most know. protected wrestler in, in probably sports history. Yeah. Sports entertainment history, but definitely WWE history. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to talk about the Undertaker threatening to knock his teeth out if he doesn't drop the belt to Stone Cold clean. I don't know if they're, yeah, I don't know if they're not going to talk about. Oh, I don't want to drop the belt to Shane Douglas at that time, known as Dean Douglas, and he, my friend Razor Ramon, can win it from him. They're not going. to nah. you, you just answer your whole question. I know it's rhetorical, but so let me answer it in the actual question and, matter. And fair on them. Like I said, these are the people that they still make money off these people's names. Because if you notice, when they introduce people on these A&E biographies, they show the toys of them. So there's clearly some level of like built in merchandising here. And for whatever that's worth, that's that's cool. But for the hardcore wrestling fan like me and you, it just comes off uh, like, oh, man, these are supposed to be like getting in in depth and expose and it's like you kind of just it's still like i said it's access hollywood you ain't telling us nothing you don't want us to know exactly for the most yeah. part i mean if people want to know more uh you can just research the stuff honestly you don't need a documentary yeah. to tell you it's documented yeah. shoot interviews that's the best thing if you really want to know the tea yeah shoot interviews there are a lot of people on twitter who uh who become like personal historians of people they really, really enjoy. There are a lot of Shawn Michaels fans who will tell you a lot of the things they don't like about him and things that they they're annoyed by. So should be annoyed by his in ring work if you want to be annoyed by something else other than the backstage stuff. But that's besides the point. But um anyways, what's the next topic? Uh you wanna talk about the company going back on the road? Yeah, man, they on that push icy. They trying to get it back in blood. Yeah, like, I'll leave the joke alone. I so when I saw, yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's why I said <laughs> it. Um, anyways, so here's my thing about this: AEW going back on the road, right? So their first place they're going to go to is Miami, I believe. <laughs> Which, I mean, for what it's worth, you've picked the most vaccinated part of Florida, which I don't know what that counts for. Two people. It, yeah, it is what it is. So, yeah, they go there. Then after that, they're in Cedar Park, Texas. Then Garland, Texas. Then Houston, Texas. Mm. Then they go to Milwaukee, Boston, New Jersey, Rochester, New York, Philadelphia, St. Louis, New Orleans. Like, 
I mean, you're going to a lot of places that have a what's perceived to be a, a big anti-vax community. I can't speak on Cedar Park, Texas or Garland, Texas, particularly. No, that, that, that's anti-vax as well. Keep going, because yeah. I'm, I'm the state of, my only thought for this. The state of Texas, yeah, they're making y'all look bad if y'all not anti-vax. Um, Milwaukee, uh, Boston. Anti-vax. Okay. Not so much as you think. Newark, New Jersey. Possibly. Rochester, New York. Anti-vax. Ooh, ooh buddy. St. Louis. It depends on what part of the arena, city you're in. New Orleans, Louisiana. They don't believe in a virus. Yeah, that's all I got, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm about to say. <laughs> these places that they're going to, let me let me be clear. That's the only thing I'm going to say about these clowns. They they know they market. That that's what I can give them. They're going to the places where they've been anti-mask since the beginning. The first stop they going to never shut down. Being Miami, fucking horrible Florida. All right, so that that's the only place. Shout <laughs> out Jacksonville. That's the only place I like in fucking Florida. All right. So besides that, these other places are a demographic. Whether they anti-vax or they believe in it, mask, whatever the fuck. They go into the places that appease their demographic. Now, the places in the South, yeah, they don't, New Orleans never, they never believe in the virus. Kind of like Atlanta or Georgia as a whole. They ain't really believing in that. We still outside. Yeah. Uh, Garland, Texas, if I'm not mistaken, is near Dallas. Um, I need to check the map to get my demographics right. Them going to Houston, yep. Y'all going to the place that never really shut down. So these places, Texas never really shut down. Am I correct? They shut down, but no, if they, I'm not mistaken, last June they said, no, nah, we back open. They shut down again. It's just, yeah, Garland, Texas is about, I guess I would say, you know, what, 45 minutes to an hour outside of Dallas. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm all familiar with Dallas. I'll just, I mean, Texas, I'll just say that. Yeah. So, you know, it for that i mean there's there's not much i can say like i said i don't know these cities individually all i can say is that your states have not made you look good like florida florida's kind of like you know that's an yeah. easy one that's an easy one everybody know about florida florida's been the poster child of not shutting down even when their numbers were going through the roof yep texas they opened back up in june i my swear wife, they did my wife has a family member who was a EMT in San Antonio and he was having a really hard time because he was taking people to the hospital who were dying in, in the, the ambulance or who were dying on the way, like right when they reached the hospital from COVID one, but when he was going out in his regular life to like, you know, pick up groceries, run errands, there were people out there just denying that it was real. And that was a real hard time for him. So, like I said, these individual cities, maybe they've done their research and seen like, oh, okay, maybe the vaccine is an that. Probably not. But I don't know. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt about these cities because I just don't know y'all demographics and I don't have the time to research it at this moment. I don't need to research. Just take, just take a guess. Yeah. But if it's like your state, ooh, buddy, I really hope they're wearing masks. I really hope the... <laughs> I really hope your talent is safe because 
I really hope the people in the arena don't get sick because of this, brother. Because Please. let's let's put it this way: Jericho hosted a concert last year that afterwards was responsible, I think, for a quarter of a million COVID cases that they could trace back to that. So I know where he stands on this. Just, yeah, everywhere else, like, man. And, I mean, I can't really say anything about AEW because at the time we were recording this, shortly before we recorded this, the CDC put out a thing that said fully vaccinated people don't have to really social distance and they really don't have to wear masks, be it indoors or outdoors, only in certain situations. But there wasn't much clarity on what those certain situations were. So, I mean, AEW right now is in lockstep with what the CDC is probably thinking at this moment. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I mean, what's to stop anyone from lying and say, yeah, I got vaccinated. You can't force people to show people can't force you to show you uh, show your vaccination card. So it is what it is with that. Um, I just hope everyone's safe. I hope nobody who's working gets sick. Whether you believe in it or not, I really hope all the people who have to work there don't get sick, whether they're vaccinated or not, because it's just no fun being sick. And speaking as someone who did have COVID, you don't want this. What's the next topic? Yeah, I don't, I don't really have nothing else to say that I haven't said the past year. Hey, man, listen, everybody else, uh, it don't matter. <laughs> That's all I can really say. Uh, and then when it comes to AEW, I don't have anything positive to say, so I, I, I usually go quiet. I have nothing yeah. good to say about the people. And I definitely don't have nothing to say about this fucking clown. So, so is this all me? Yeah, that's all you. Because you already know, bro. Like I'm trying, I'm trying so hard not to say nothing about this. this you you see, you see my avatar right now, right? It, bro. That's all I'm saying. And then you. So, all right. This is so for those who don't know. Last week on Deadspin, an article was posted with the title: "Cody Rhodes needs to fuck off." More than anyone else and who's ever fucked off in the history of fucking off. And let's just say I would never want to be insulted this way because there's just so I don't want I'm not gonna read through. It's just there was quite a few there was quite a few moments where this this person was very mad. This is a white dude. Uh, Sam Fells. And the most hilarious thing is I thought Deadspin stopped doing stuff like this once they got bought out by a billionaire. But so he, the first thing he brings up is, and this is probably true for a lot of people, Cody Rose is responsible for a lot of people watching wrestling outside of WWE. So if there's any respect you want to give to Cody Rhodes for that, there's that. That's probably for most people where it, who don't like him is where it begins and ends is that he got a lot of people to get their eyes off of WWE, which is not a bad thing because the more wrestling you watch, the more you understand things and you get to see WWE for the good it is and the things they don't do well. Cody basically built AEW off of a dare 
That's, you know, once again, hey, man, that's something else you can't take away from him. He he built the first show to get a million views since WCW. That's not WWE. So, once again, something you can't take away from him. Now, here's where it gets uh, <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> the gist of the article is basically, Cody... You were not good enough to wrestle on the own, the wrestling show you created. Mm-hmm. And it's not because you're a bad wrestler. <laughs> it's just because, yo, I mean, I think for even here and to be to fit, to be fair, he's he's made it so he can't challenge for the title anymore. You're a good wrestler. You're not a great wrestler. Huh. You're very good. There's a lot of people on that roster and a lot of other rosters who are very good. The thing that becomes insufferable is usually put yourself in the middle of the show. Usually take long segments and everything has to be filtered through you. And they bring up several arguments here. They bring up the Jay Cargill situation where, yes, Jay Cargill got to look like a star against Red Velvet. That did Cody Rhodes had to be there and he had to take the big bump against Shaq in order for that to happen. Cody Rhodes is the one that had to put MJF over. Could have been anybody had to be Cody. I understand that one. There was the Sean Spears one. Nobody wants to see Sean Spears wrestle on pay-per-view TV. Nobody. That's another dude. Not a bad wrestler, just not great. You can leave him on AEW Dark. They dragged him and tried to say he he wanted to be the Miz. That was the funniest part of this the whole article. They brought up, you know, what happened with Blood and Guts, where you had this really, really good main event that promised to be really violent, but only to have his blow-off match with QT Marshall who's only getting TV time because that's his friend. Mm. And we all know that. And he's getting that. He had to bust himself open just to remind people, I can bleed too. It's like, yo, we're about to watch a match where everyone's going to bleed. We didn't need to see you bleed. It just becomes egregious. It takes away from what they're doing. Every time there's a pay-per-view event, he has to announce his match, what he's going to do. Just like this past week, or yesterday, as a matter of fact. He had to go and give this whole promo about the fact that he's going to fight Anthony Agogo for the simple fact that, oh, it has to be a, you know, evil foreigner gimmick. Whatever. We do that all the time. Not even going to front on that. That's something that still goes on in wrestling. Something that still works for people. I don't know why. But it just gets down to this. Cody, you're going to have to figure out how to get people over without making it about yourself. Because hmm. Anthony Agogo, yeah, he looks like he's actually pretty good. And they've actually done the smart thing. He used to be a boxer. Let his finishing move be a, a boxing punch. I also like the fact that, you know, he's basically winning matches by TKO. That's new. That's pretty fresh. That's pretty cool. 
If an MMA fighter is out there, you put them, you give them a submission move because they do MMA. So it was one of those things where the article came out and people, I, I said this on Twitter, Cody fans are going to go through hell trying to d- dispel that argument. And Cody didn't do them any favors this week by cutting that ridiculous promo, which included talking about how his child is going to be biracial and therefore acknowledged as both races. And that's true in your household, Cody. That might be true amongst your friends. That might be true amongst the people who love you, including the fans that love you. Just want to let you know, unfortunately, that's where it's going to stop. If you don't believe me, go look at Tiger Woods. How many Asian racist Asian jokes has Tiger Woods received? How many racist black jokes has Tiger Woods received? Hmm. Go look at Kayla Braxton. For as much as she wants to set, call herself biracial, which she is, and that's her hmm. business to call herself that, hmm. I don't know how many honky jokes she's been getting. I don't know how many times she's been called a cracker. Talk about it. So, once again, man. Cody, you are uh, you're just proving that article right by continuing to do you. And there's not much you can do other than be you, because if you the only other thing you could do is sit there and say, you know what? You right. And you're not about to give someone that satisfaction at all. Which no one would give someone that satisfaction. I don't want to sit here and pretend like, you know, Cody is the only person that wouldn't give them that satisfaction. Because if someone wrote that article about Vince, Vince not about to sit up there and be like, you know what? You're right. If someone wrote that article about who? Who else you want to talk about? Just name someone in wrestling. The man of three H's is just shrug it off. Yeah. Bret Hart just called Triple H overrated. Bret Hart's not wrong, but Triple H can't say that. No, Bret Hart, first of all, that that's the dark side of the ring we need, or that's the A and E we need about Bret Hart hate for WWE. That should be two hours. Yeah, he's like fuck, fuck everyone else talking. I got it. It's literally three hundred bars of running, like yeah. bro. Everybody catching a straight for no reason. Yeah, and part of that is because Bret Hart owns his name, so they can't. He don't have to sit here and curtail the WWE in the ways that other people do. Like we talked about Booker T earlier. Booker T still gets a lot of money with them. So he has to be, if that's how he truly feels, that's one thing. But if that's how he feels because of the money, that's how you end up sounding. That's how but, you feel because of money. I, I, you know, I know what you're saying. We talked about it earlier, but ain't no way in hell you could look at these black women and say, nah, they got something to prove, fam. They, they, yeah. they Hall of Famers. Yeah. So when it comes to the Cody thing, like, that's really all I got. Like, bro. You're really making it hard on your fans. <laughs> like all the people that, yeah, the people that like you is going through hell right now, partly because of that promo. Now, some people didn't understand what was bad about that promo, and I'll give it to you. It was cringeworthy, but I think for most black f- wrestling fans, the biracial daughter thing was the thing that was like, <sighs> all do right, not, do I'm you sorry, s- bro. Go ahead, do go you, ahead. Yeah. I'm about to get like, off on this motherfucker. He's like, do you not see what's going on in America right now? 
Do you not see what's going on in, around the world with black people? Do you not see how other people who aren't white are getting treated? So, yeah. I really hope your daughter lives in the world. And I don't want to speak ill about his, his family in that way. It's just this is about your perception. I want to make that clear. It's not about his daughter. It's not about Brandy. This is about how his perception of how his daughter will be treated. That's fine for your household. I'm not a, I'm not about to sit up here and do that either, but you have to know the rest of the world is going to look at your daughter as a black woman and they are going to treat her as such. So you might want to start looking and see how black women get treated. Didn't he say he was Cuban a couple months ago? Yeah, his mother's Cuban. So the kid is Cuban, white, and black, which makes it Logic 2.0? Yeah, I'm not talking about the kid. I'm just because uh, the kid ain't got nothing to do with this. Well, he don't want to talk about the baby. He didn't have to talk about the baby. No, it's not even so much about the baby. It was just about how he, for me, it was just how he thinks his daughter is going to be treated. And like I said, in his household, amongst the people that love him and respect him and appreciate him, that'll be true. There's a whole lot of people out there that don't give a shit about that, unfortunately. Hmm. I don't know what world he lives in, but we live in a world where, nigga, you got a little bit of black, five percent, you black. Yeah, they're gonna look at they're gonna look at her and be like, "Who your mama?" Oh, nigga, you black. Yeah, is Brandy? Okay. Brandy okay, where's she from? Heart. Where's she from? She from? Okay. Her, <laughs> her, her hair like your hair. Yeah, her hair like it. Okay. They're going to get the racial slurs off. Like I said, what he told us is how he's going to treat her in his household. That's fine. Ideally, that would be how people are treated, but it's not how it works. Nah, you got you to look at America, man. You're going to call yourself Captain America and you're like, nigga, it's a black Captain America now. What the fuck is wrong with you? Unless your baby about to be like that classic Earl Sweatshirt album. I don't like shit. I don't go outside. She better stay inside. No, go outside. You got to see. You got to see. You're going to have to cut it wait 20 years you or however long for now we hear no, another promo. No, because I remember when he said he went on a date with Brandy and said, I don't see race. And she said, well, you don't see my existence. So for him to say I'm, I'm, I hate dwelling on this, but for him to say, you know, she's going to be seen as both races. To some people, unfortunately, you are not paying attention to what's going on. And for someone who's going to call himself an American dream and for someone who gave a political promo to be short sighted on that. Bruh. What, what are you doing? <laughs> you, you just need to sit down. You need to do what the article said, and you need to sit down. What's the next topic? That was it. Uh, I put it in the private chat. The last topic, I was like, all right, we could pass on because I found out the source was a guy that lives in his mom's basement and doesn't clean up her basement, so he probably gets cussed out, being Dave Meltzer. Uh, we can talk about it briefly. Fuck it. We already here. Uh, apparently, Dave Meltzer said Velveteen Dream was backstage at Raw, and so many things write themselves in life that you don't need to say anything. Uh, I'll just say this. I'm inclined to believe it. Dude ain't been on TV forever. 
So why not bring him on Raw? Because you had what's that bald headed bastard? That bald dude. Who? That was uh oh Lars Sullivan. Yeah. So if Lars Sullivan was on your TV screen, why not? Yeah. All I'll say, I don't have much to say about this. Is other than you know, Matt Riddle's on Raw. Jackson Riker is on Raw. When Lawler shows up, he goes to Raw. Keep going. I know where you're going. That's about the right place to be for him. It's so, it. It, so basically, Raw is the Xbox Live Call of Duty chat room. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's those Twitch streams you don't really want to go to. The PewDiePie's. The PewDiePie's. All right. Yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, same here. Let them go and be on TV for three hours. Hell, they don't have nothing else going on. Yeah. Like, I mean, what am I supposed to say? They looked into it. And because the age of consent is probably was probably within a certain thing, they find what state? It. It, say the state, sir. Uh, it wasn't Florida because the age of consent in Florida is 18. But I think it was probably because at the time he was, what, 21 or 20 or something like that? And the other person was 16, 17. Oh, so that's a couple of years ago. I thought that happened last year. I think it happened last year. It came out last year or something, but I think it happened the previous year. It just finally, like, came out. Yeah, because the boy is only 25 years old. Yeah. But I think because or something like that, like, if it was Florida, I don't know, because Matt Gates is in trouble. <laughs> I swear it was Florida. It was, He's been living in Florida for years. Yeah. I thought it was someone in another state. So, I think but, they should have talked to somebody in another state. Or the kid. I thought the kid was in Florida as well, but it happened all in Florida. He'd been in Bro, how long yeah. Velvet King Dream been in NXT for about three years now? Four, no, shit, four years at this point. Like four or five years, yeah. Yeah, he only uh, 25 years old. Yeah, so I don't know. I can't tell you what's going to happen with that. All I can say is, like I said, Jackson Riker over there, Matt Riddle over there, Jerry Lawler like to be over there. Hell, I'm surprised they ain't brought Jordan Devlin over. With that weak ass letter, man, she he need to go to jail for that alone, let alone what he did to the women. That's number one with the women, number two for that weak ass letter match. Yes, um, but yeah, that's all I got. Um, I could tell y'all some matches I liked over the past week or two because it's been about two weeks since we did this. So, matches I liked, uh, there was Thunder Rosa versus Willow Nightingale, it wasn't like a particularly like intense match, but I just thought it was really smooth. Like Thunder Rosa went over, but Willow Nightingale looked really, really good bumping for her and like just with back and forth. So I would love to see her more on AEW Dark or Dark Elevation or even AEW television. Um the Blood and Guts match, obviously. I'm really I really, really enjoyed that. Um Myron Reed versus Leo Rush. Uh-huh. Great match. Shout out to Myron Reed. Um, 
love to see what you do in the future. Maybe you can end up in NXT. Uh, Leon Ruff versus Swerve. Falls Count Anywhere match. Those dudes have great chemistry. Whenever they wrestle again, hopefully it's for a title and it's on NXT TakeOver. And, oh, so we got to count this week too. But from last week, it was The Way versus Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon in the street fight. And this week, got to give it to Kushida versus Santos Escobar in the two out of three falls match. Kept it simple. Did what they were supposed to do. Right person won. I'm really elated with that. Yeah, okay. You got any um, matches? Mine is just because I haven't watched a lot of wrestling. For the most part, I've been busy. And because the playoffs are starting up, the NBA playoffs, so it's not too much I'm going to watch other than WrestleMania backlash. But I did, in fact, enjoy from my favorite promotion right now, MLW, Myron Reed versus Leo Rush, too. So, Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to see them wrestle again or – I love to see Leo Rush uh, show up somewhere else too, even if it's just for a quick second, just for a quick match. It don't have to necessarily be these long drawn out things, but you know, he's just if he wanted to do like one offs on like Impact and AEW for a quick match, I think he could do a good job. I'm not necessarily counting on him to win, but for me, it's just about you know someone getting a great performance in, and that that dude I can depend on to always have a great performance. Well, if they do that cross promotion with WWE, which I hope is true, we'll see the gold standard back in WWE in some capacity. Wait till you see uh, Kona Reeves beat Jacob Fatu. Oh, no, I'm going dumb. To. I'm going dumb. That is not going to happen, bro. No, I, I'm telling you it's going to happen. And I like Kona Reeves, but come on, bro. You got to realize. Give us somebody else. Mm-mm. It's going to be talent WWE don't use, but this is all proving ground stuff. Jacob Fatu, I don't know if he ever going to WWE. Kona Reeves is there, and he's trying to be proven. They're going to put the belt on him, man. You know what we need at WrestleMania. Fuck up Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. We need that the family, the family to beef at WrestleMania. No, never happening. You I think know. Vince... You think Vince know who Jake? The only way Jacob Fatu is going to get on WWE TV with Roman Reigns is if they do a promo. And they're going to use his real name. He might. Look. All right. So he definitely don't know what MLW is. Like I said, half the time, I think these deals, if they are fact true, it's somebody else doing it. And he just like, nigga, when did I authorize that? Oh, well. So it's like, but if he sees Fatu, he, Jacob, he might be like, oh, hold on, hold on. Wait, it's, it's some more of them? But this one could fly. Mm-mm. They're just gonna yeah. call him Baby Umaga, and that's gonna be it. Which is crazy, but God damn, there's a lot of Fatus. The Fatus, the Anawais, all of them. All first cousins, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's a big family, man. Like it's a figure, like literally and like physically, like all yeah. the motherfuckers big. Yeah, and we ain't even talking about the play cousins and all of them. But <laughs> I, like uh, yeah, I mean, they got play cousins: Tamatonga, Tangaloa, Tamina. That's true. Yeah, but 
you know, it is what it is. Uh, I haven't forgot that you said Jay White is the Steve Harvey of wrestling. What did I say? Last time we recorded. I said, we that. said it. We said it off air, but I, I still find it hilarious that Jay White is a Steve Harvey. And I mean, with Seth Rollins dressing the way he do, he, it might be Seth Rollins now. Yeah, I don't know what made me say that, but yeah, it might be Seth Rollins. I'm tired of this drip shit, man. Yeah, especially when Sonya Deville right there with like really nice suits. That are actually fitted. Custom yeah. suits, bro. Yeah, you just being a white dad. That's your gimmick now. You're a white father. Yeah, I, I think you you wanted something. Maybe they said that. They're like, hey, bro, we don't know what else we could do with you. This Monday night or Friday night Messiah thing don't really work no more. So, yeah. you just like, What if I just come out dressed like a dad and start doing dad jokes? I'll still wear one glove, though. That's, he needs to start dressing like Miss Doubtfire. It might happen. It might happen. But uh, just like, hey, man, let Becky come back for a few months. Oh, they saving that, bro. <laughs> they saving that, bro. Yeah, we might get that at SummerSlam. That might be, you know, Becky versus Charlotte again or Becky versus uh, Bianca. Who knows? Oh, my God. I just thought about something. What if they put the belt on B- or Becky at WrestleMania next year? It could happen. Happen? What if she come back and win the money in the bank? It's gonna be real Ripley, but that's the conversation we're gonna have next month. Yeah, I can see Rhea Ripley winning it. I can they're see they about to hot tag the shit out this women's title. But it could also end up being someone like Alexa Bliss, so that way, whenever they can, <laughs> you know, you're right. I'm laughing because you're right. I'm like, I didn't even think about that. She's gonna just reappear and grab. Oh my god, I'm so tired of this shit, man. Yeah. Anyways, that's it, everybody. I ain't got no more. Uh, We'll be back next week, more than likely. If not, we'll be back. Trust and believe in the kayfabe.